When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, this is the 415ers podcast brought to you as always by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download, rate, subscribe, five stars, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, every single show will throw up a couple of YouTube videos, a couple of tweets. Please follow us. Please subscribe uh, to the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. You can catch all of our content there as well. Okay, so... Let's transition, Mark, because like we said, all this, again, revolves around the draft, what the Fortnite's <laughs> don't have as far as picks are concerned, which is a second rounder, but they do have a lot of thirds. Now, the totality of their picks consume 11 NFL draft picks as of now, um, and I believe only one of them is in the top 100, but they have like three thirds at the very end of that that round. So, you know, they, they do have kind of a lot of choices just not very high ones um but i'll i'll, I'll ask you first our, our prompt up for our, our youtube audience the areas of need for this upcoming draft kind of where do you assess the 49ers especially with not having again you know a top 75 pick this year yeah it's tough when you consider you don't have a lot of um high draft capital uh when you're trying to get a position that almost every other team is also trying to get, or at least a lot of teams that's really highly valued. It's the offensive line and specifically right tackle for me, Evan. Uh, we've talked a lot about that this off season, obviously with Mike McGlinchey off to the Denver Broncos, John Lynch and the 49ers have, have really all but said that the starting right tackle job will go to Colton McKivitz, who's really just been a, a fill in backup, you know, spot starter here and there throughout his relatively young career so far. Uh, if that's your starter, one, it says you don't have a ton of great options, which is true for the 49ers. The other thing is they also don't have a ton of depth at that position. Jalen Moore is a possibility, a, a young player drafted uh, you know, a couple years ago. That's, that's an option at depth, but you don't have a ton of depth at the tackle spot. On the other side at left tackle, Trent Williams is certainly still fantastic, but he's getting up there in age. He's been banged up. I think it would be foolish to expect him to start and play in every single game this coming season. You need depth at the tackle spot. I would be shocked, Evan, you mentioned those third-round picks. They have picked 99, 101, and 102. All are compensatory There'll be a string of four picks where the Niners have three of them. If the Niners do not pick a tackle in one of those three uh, picks, Evan, I'll be, I'll be surprised. I think that's the biggest area of need this year. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think the offensive line is absolutely a 
area of of need, one that needs to be improved. I also don't think that the interior of the offensive line should be out of the question at this point because even though you had great seasons from Spencer Burford and Aaron Banks, considering all things, Burford a rookie, Banks didn't play a lot his rookie season then did in his essentially sophomore year. Um, I'm also looking at, at a center position with, with Jake Brendel, who's a relatively unknown commodity. If, if you suffer injuries to pretty much every position outside of left tackle, and especially if you suffer an injury to left tackle, um, you're, you're going to be in, in the danger zone. And, and as we saw last year, offensive line played a massive part of what the 49ers could and then ended up not being able to do down the stretch of their season. So I, I'm with you. Right tackle, um, I would love to see you know a potential guard-slash-center um, combination, maybe kind of similar to a, to a Brendel even. And even if it's just added depth, having somebody that's versatile that can play multiple positions on the line I think would be valuable. And I think you can find in those sort of later round picks. Uh, I also do want to say that uh, cornerback I think is, is something that they need to address because that number two spot is a bit up in the air right now. Diamador Lenore can certainly fill it. The, 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 the nickel spot. Uh, Samuel Womack is is someone who you know, performed pretty well in his 16 games played in his rookie season, but as a fifth round pick, um, you know I think you can always add depth there. Uh, and, and according to what I've read from a lot of draft sites, a cornerback is supposed to be a very deep class this year, um, either one, two, or three, depending on how you slice it as far as position groups. So I think there could not only be you know room for improvement for the 49ers, but also room to grab a quality cornerback in that third round if if you have two or three picks to kind of hand out. Um, the one area that I do think is is maybe going a bit under the radar here, and it's not a super glaring area of need right now, but it is, it is tight end, Mark. Hmm. Um, I know that George Kittle is coming off a fantastic season down the stretch, especially built a lot of chemistry with Brock Purdy. Hope that continues into next year. Uh, but George Kittle is going to be paid a lot of money. And I know he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of 2026, in which he'd be age 34. I don't necessarily know if he's going to make it to that point. There's a potential out after the 2024 season. He's getting there up in age. And I think there could be a possibility of the 49ers either restructuring or potentially, you know, trying to find a replacement eventually for George Kittle. He's a great 49er. He's been awesome. And I also know that he's had a couple of seasons where he's been banged up. He was banged at the beginning of this year, played the final 15. Um, I just wouldn't, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I wouldn't be surprised that the 49ers took a tight end somewhere in the, maybe not third round, but perhaps a little later, like where they got George Kittle in the fifth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I don't think that's terribly out of left field. I would say I don't think they're drafting a tight end really to do much at all this coming season. George Kittle, Ross Dwelly, 
uh, are under contract for the 49ers. Also, Charlie Warner, who they drafted a few years ago. They have three guys who have played snaps for them already on the roster. But as you do look further ahead into future seasons, you can see that position becoming an area of need. So maybe they draft someone who they think is more of a project as in, as opposed to someone who they think can help them right now, or maybe someone that, that only really factors in on special teams for the time being. Maybe that's the route that they do go if they do draft the tight end. Um, the other spot uh, that I think is, is worth mentioning is edge rusher. We know the Niners' big move in the offseason was beefing up the interior of the defensive line with Javon Hargrave, uh, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. You pair him uh, with Armstead, you know, in the middle of that defensive line, and you have two really, really good guys there. You, you might need a little bit of depth there as well. You do have Javon Kinlaw still, who, who we know has been mostly down in his career with an injury, and when he's been on the field, hasn't impressed all that much but I think they still need some depth on the edge rusher spot they lose uh, Omenahu they lose Ebukam they do get a couple of veteran guys who've been around the league but but no one uh, that you would expect to, to be able to come in and put up big numbers um, so I think certainly an edge rusher is a position that they will target in the draft uh, I know we're kind of just running through like the most important positions in football offensive line cornerback, defensive line, all of that. Uh, but you can never have enough depth on the defensive line, specifically edge rushers, um, as we know well, considering what has been the Niners' downfall at certain times. Uh, it's been perhaps lack of pass rush by the Niners and other pass rushes getting to their quarterbacks. Uh, so I think an edge rusher is a spot they'll certainly, certainly be looking at. Maybe they draft a couple of edge rushers in the draft. Yeah, and you can even look to last year's draft and say, hey, well, you know, you had Nick Bosa coming back. Um, you know, you, you had Eric Armstead. You had a lot of top-tier, you know, edge rushers, so to speak, and they used their first pick of the draft last year on Drake Jackson, yeah. who's who's an edge rusher. So, no, I, I'm 100% with you. The 49ers' philosophy is to win from the inside out, both on offense as well as defense. And one of the big reasons why they have been so successful is because – they have always had consistently dominant defensive lines, and, and that can change the game in a lot of ways, as we've seen uh, in the Kyle Shanahan tenure and even beforehand. So, no, I'm, I'm with you. Even though it, it may not sound sexy, it may not sound, um, you know, like we're, we're trying to remake the wheel here. Uh, it's exactly, I think, where they're going to go. And, and again, when you have multiple third-round picks, that is where I think you see teams – not not reach, but but you're allowed to have kind of your your pick in the sense of guys that have fallen and what you're trying to figure out why exactly their draft stock isn't as high as it, as it was reported. And then also, you know, maybe some of those kind of project type talents that they maybe had one good season in college or maybe they were you know hurt as a senior or, or got hurt down the stretch. Um, you know, potentially at a pro day or or when they're working out. So I think because they have so many of those high risk, high reward type of spots in the draft available to them. No, I, I don't think it'd be crazy at all to see them maybe even use their first pick on an edge rusher. I think one thing that is also a possibility is the Niners have the ammunition to move up in the draft if they want to. They don't, again, they don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. They have three third round picks. I know they're later in the third round. 
but you package a couple of third rounders, a fourth rounder, it could get you up into the second round. Um, and and maybe that's what they do. I'm, I'm not saying I think they will. I think they would prefer um, quantity of picks as opposed to, you know, one pick of a higher quality. Because I think it's similar to what you're talking about in the quarterback room, Evan. You you have unproven, unproven, and unproven. Why not increase your odds and keep all three? You have a higher likelihood of one of them hitting. Um, I think maybe they have the same mindset going into the draft, which is, all right, we don't have a, a super high pick, but we have a lot of picks rounds three through seven. Let's just stand pat, keep them. We'll use all these picks. The odds that we hit one, two, three of them, It'd be pretty decent. Now, maybe there is a draft crush that they absolutely love and they feel like they're going to be picked late in the second round and they feel like they need to move up. If they feel that way, they have the ammunition. They have the draft capital, as odd as it seems, given all the picks that they have traded away. They have the capital to move up in the draft. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I would bet against it. But if that is the direction they choose to go, they certainly can. They're not limited in that sense because they have so many picks. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe they could add an extra second, fourth round pick. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. You never know. Uh, for those who've been following along, that, that would that would involve trading Trey Lance. Okay. Uh, Well, we'll leave that here. We'll come back to the quarterbacks as we always (laughs) tend to do here on the 415ers. Also get you some more uh, draft info on our next episode coming your way on Thursday, as we appreciate you tuning into this episode of the 415ers podcast. As always, that is Mark Grandy. My name is Evan Giddings saying so long until next time. Uh, We appreciate you and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Have a good one.